Okay, we're starting a brand new Masechta, Masechas Bechoros, and we'll start right away with the beginning of the Masechta, Daf Beis. Sure. Daf Beis Omer Aleph. So, let's get started with the Masechas Bechoros, just as a quick introduction, give you a little bit of an introduction. Mara explains that uh, why we start talking about Pidyon Petach in the beginning, no, forget it, whatever. Hmm? No, it's fine, yeah. Uh, why do we start with Pidyon Petach in the beginning? Why don't we just leave it? Um, I mean, why don't we start with the main Bechor, Bechor Adam? So Rashi explains that uh, there's an idea that uh, because the laws of Petach are smaller, are less numerous than the others, it's like just, it's fewer in, in amount, it's not as complex. So therefore, we mentioned that, um, we should mention that in the beginning. Now, the concept of a Petach is that even though it's a donkey, which is typically a non-kosher animal, should, uh, you know, so it should not have to be, I mean, why does it have any sanctity to it? It's a big chidush. So one of the Mepharshim say, we'll get to it in the Gemara, but it's based on the idea that when the Jews left Egypt, they left with donkeys laden with, uh, laden with the all their all their wealth, all the all the wealth of Egypt that they took out. So because of that, there's like an appreciation to the donkey for having been involved in that. So therefore, it gave it gave it a status of of a kedushas bechor as well, which is very interesting. Anyway, that's even though what? the chamor is the produce of a horse. And no, it's not. A chamor is its own pure, donkey. Pure You're ah, thinking of a mule. This is ah, a chamor. No, uh, uh, chamor is not mule. Okay, the other, okay, the other question, if that's the reason, weren't Gamalim more prevalent in, in Egypt than chamor? The Gamalim, not, not, I don't, uh, they were, you mean donkeys? Apparently it was. Camels were, yeah, they had camels. They did they use camels. More, they're bigger, they carry more. They're, yeah, right. They um, I, I, it could be that, I don't know. All, all, this, is, this is all it says. Okay. Okay. That, that, Doesn't explain more. Typically, burdens of, of you know uh, the ones for carrying loads of things, heavy loads, was were more donkeys. Really. Typically, I right? Picture a donkey is more frail, more. Not that frail. It can oh, handle it's a stronger. lot. Well, a mule, a mule is very sturdy. Bill and Bill and rode a donkey, right? Yeah, Bill and right. did this. Is that, is that anything in my mind? Yeah, no, donkeys were 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 useful pack animals. They were they were very they were they were pack they were pack animals, camels, packing animals. Maybe camels maybe not suit, Maybe well for riding, for I don't know. I don't know. The for heavy had loads. Camels, the from, had that's for caravans, right. Were, those were the trucks of the time. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm joking. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, be that as it may. Okay, too many questions, okay? For the beginning, we didn't even start anything. We have so many questions. Okay. Anyway. Okay. All right. So, we're talking about, um, uh, let's talk about a very, very specific detail in the Mishnah. So, Alokech Ubar Hamoro Shalom a man purchases the offspring of the donkey before it's born from a Gentile. So the Gentile owner owns a, owns a female donkey, and, uh, the, and, and now you want to buy, the, it and it's pregnant, and you're buying the fetus before it's born. You sort of get cheaper because it's for futures, okay? Who knows what happens? If it's a miscarriage, you're out your money, but you could get a donkey potentially, at a good price. So, 
you're getting it on the low. Okay, so that's the deal. Now, am I going to be chayiv if it's a firstborn can donkey? Uh, it's not lobo la'olam completely, but, but yeah. whatever, because it's already hooker ubra. It's noticeable. We'll get to it. But so the whole futures market started here. This is one of the examples of a future market of sorts. Okay? And that's the direction from, from the Gentile to the Jew. Okay? You're buying the uber. Or the reverse scenario. I am selling him the uber of my donkey, my female donkey. Even though that is not allowed to be done, that's one situation. Or if I partner up with the Gentile and we own donkeys together. Or it's what we call a Kabbalah. Kabbalah is a system very similar to sharecropping, but in animal raising. And basically, I... I'm raising the animals, I'm feeding them, I'm caring for them and everything. And then the animals will grow, they'll have offspring, and we share in the profits. You understand? So that's called Kabbalah. So it's a form of partnership of sorts, right? Uh, less so than a regular partnership where everything's 50-50. I'm, only, I'm not putting up any of the equity. You understand? He's providing the donkey. I'm, labor. I'm putting in all the labor and the food. Okay, and the bottom line is, and then we share the offspring. So in that arrangement, all of these cases, or so either I'm a Kabbalah Himenu, I'm the one that's the Kabbalah that's raising it, or I give him my animal and it's big Kabbalah. All of these aforementioned scenarios, Potterman Abchorah, there is no obligation of firstborn Kedusha, no Kedushas Abchorah in these cases. Okay, because there's a Gentile involved in the ownership, Somewhere along the way, and that does, and that uh, qualified. Shenemar, be Yisrael. The pasuk says specifically when it comes to bechor peter chamor, it specifies hikdashti likol bechor be Yisrael has to be owned by a Jew. And all of these, the hand of the Gentile frees it from any obligation. So if I acquire it from a boy, it do, it's not. Uh, I'm not. Your what th- did you acquire? The chamor. The, no, the say. The, 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 the Uber. The Uber. Right. That's what he said. That's one of the cases. The Uber. If you bought the Uber off of him, or if he bought the Uber off of you, and it becomes a firstborn, no obligation. Or if you partner with the Gentile, or you, um, you, it was a Kabbalah arrangement where I'm raising the donkey for, for its offspring to share. And that's a form of partnership or both directions. All of those cases, Patram and Abkhara. That's the Mishnah. Okay, clear enough. Is this requiring the Yisrael is said at birth rather than before birth? Well, what do you mean? When does it... Oh, well, if let's... Okay, we'll get... Okay, one step at a time. Okay. We, we are always answering every question before we start. Okay? Call Ani Lamali. Why do we like need to... skip the next place. Yeah, <laughs> save you. Right, it's good. Right, exactly. If you, ask, if you get all the answers now, problem is only one day ahead of everybody. That's the problem. That is the real problem. Okay. Why do we need all these cases? They seem to be repetitive. Just say, any time the Gentiles involved, and of course, and we'll figure out all the scenarios, right? So, each one is needed. Why? If it would just say the case of purchase. I'm buying the Uber of the donkey of, the, of this Gentile. 
You want to know why I'm not penalized to have to redeem the firstborn and pay for it and give, you know, give it away to the Kohen? Is because I'm actually doing a, doing a good thing because I'm now elevating the status to Kedusha because up until now it's a Gentile-owned animal and now it's going to be owned by a Jew. It's not going to be working on Shabbos and maybe therefore there's no penalty. Aval Mocher, where I'm, where I'm doing a negative, I'm selling him the fetus, which is negative in a sense. The I'm taking away sanctity. So I'm going to say maybe we should penalize the, the, the seller who's selling to the Gentile this, this fetus and give him a knas to have to redeem the firstborn in that case, that if it becomes, you know, the, the, when it becomes born. Kamashvalan, that we don't make such a kanas. What do I need the line of partnership to say that you're free? This is to counter He says that if you have a partnership with the Gentile, you are chayv in bechora. He says on your share. Okay, so whatever it is, you own 50%, then you give the bechor, the value of the bechor 50% to the coin. Not a problem. Okay. What do you need the case of Kabbalah where you're raising the animal for its, uh, you know, for the offspring? <coughs> the purpose of the Mechabal case, when I am on the, you know, recipient end, and he, it's his animal, and I'm the one raising it, that's truly, that is obvious, but it's really for the second case where it's my animal, and he is just raising it, and he's going to get a share in the offspring. Um, so and I know some love Kabbalah. Let me. Why do we have to talk about that case? Because it's is necessary. So the Dedichamina might have thought all the Ikkerbeim and the Israelu, since the primary animal still belongs to the Jew. Because I'm not relinquishing ownership of my animal. It's my animal, and it's giving birth to a firstborn. So there's reason to think that Lichna say I should get the knas of having to pay the give the penalty of uh, of giving the firstborn status to get, that it has the kedushas bechor that I should have to give it to a coin. Why? Because maybe it'll be compared, you may uh, come to a situation where it's compared to um, where, the, uh, where I might allow it, you might compare it to a case where the Gentile has no hand in it, where it is chayev in, uh, um, and, and we're, right? And therefore, I might think that is also potter from Bechorah, and I don't want you, so we make a Kenas, in this case, because you might come to allow, you know, if you give a little bit and say this is allowed, you may say, well, maybe a step better is also allowed, even though I'm not relinquishing ownership and he's just working for me. You know what I'm well, saying? So, paying him a salary, not related to the, to the, the not a share in the app, not equity. Uh, it's not a partnership. Right, so you might think that, so that's why I come to tell you that we don't say that. Okay. Kamashwa, and that's why we needed all of these cases, because we would not have. We would have thought maybe one of these cases would be problematic. Okay. So we learned elsewhere, Rabbi Yehuda Matir B'Shvura. Okay, talking about a completely different halacha. This is the right What? Petr Chamor? Absolutely, yes, it's the right. It's written in the Torah, Paschal in the Torah. Okay, now, this is an unrelated halacha in a sense, well, tangentially related. That is, Gemara and Avodazar, Mishnayus and Avodazar talk about. There's a prohibition to sell certain things to Gentiles, to idolaters, and the idea is because they'll be working that animal on Shabbos, and if you sell it right before Shabbos, 
you want it to work and it's working for you and if there's a whole situation why you're not allowed to sell animals that do work on shops. And not allow, so you, you, uh, what about the shutafut of a business? What? M- many Jews have a shutafut. These are big problems. You have yeah. to know how to deal with it. But the point being is, is that there's a separate gzera, separate <coughs> de- decree from the rabbis not to sell animals that are working animals to a Gentile. So let's say I own um, a camel, for instance, and my camel, it's, a, it's a, working, a working animal, it carries loads, it's a working animal. I'm not allowed to sell that animal to a Gentile because he will take it to work on Shabbos. And he'll say, who cares what he does with his thing? Who cares? So, the no, so the answer is, is that um, what if I made the sale right before Shabbos at Shkiah? That's the case. And we made across the board, they made across the board Xer because I might sell it right before Shabbos. And then he's testing out the animal just to see if it's good, how, if it's able to do its job. And now when it's carrying the load, do, he's carrying the load for me. He's doing the service because I want to make the sale. So right. that's the Xer. That's, the that's where it comes from. It rings a bell. Yeah. Does, does this, I remember that, but. I'll be calling a ton of times. So if you double call, then you can get through. Cut the head off. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so let's okay. So let's get started. So your point is, it doesn't apply these days. To us. We don't make that. We never. We, we right. Right. We don't uh, extra it's extend only it. Apply to a Jewish farmer, say today, a rancher in Texas, and he's got. Uh, right. No. Yeah, whether it applies nowadays that people don't work these animals at all. Nobody. No. I'm not familiar with any animals that's really meant for working uh, any, nowadays. The idea is that it's a working animal. We'll get to it. We'll see more about it. But anyway, so. Tananasam, we learned in the Mishnah over there in Avodazara. Rebuda Matir Bishvur. He says if the animal has a broken leg, okay, so it's not suitable for working, so what are you going to do with it? You're going to not work with it. So there's no concern. You can sell such an animal to a Gentile, there's nothing wrong. Ben Becerra, Matir Besus. And Ben Becerra takes it a step further and says you can even sell a horse to a Gentile. Why? Because horses also are not working animals. Now, of course, they do work. Everyone, you ride on a horse. But that's not called working. Because we're talking about work that's called, that would transgress Shabbos theoretically. And being that horses are meant for humans to ride on, we have a rule that's only rabbinically prohibited anyway. Riding a horse on Shabbos is not prohibited from the Torah. It's only prohibited from the rabbis because... You might break off a branch. You might break off a branch. Right, exactly. Yeah, right, but it's Gzeirah Midrabanan. But really, it's not, it's not working because it's high Nosius Atzma. Because the living person is really carrying himself. Anyway, the bottom line is that that's the difference. Now... You could still use a horse... To carry quite a bit of load, probably more than a, much more than enough. Yeah, it's not it's not meant for it. No, but it's no, not the number one purpose. No, so that's the point. That's why he's right. But I'm saying, but that's that's the perp, That's the point. It's not they never right. made the gzera on a horse. According to Ben Becerra, again, it's only Ben Becerra says so. But what? Let's that's the introduction. So Ibalu, the shail is this ubar mali amar What would Rabbi Yehuda say about an uber? He allows for a broken leg. You can sell and not make a xera. Here, I'm just selling a fetus. After all, how much work can a fetus do? Zero. It can't work, it can't work at all. Okay? I'm selling a fetus. Would he say that's part of the, included in the prohibition of selling an animal to a Gentile? Or do he say, look, it's not any better than the broken animal. Just like a broken animal can't do work, the Uber also can't do work, and there's no concern. That's the question that we're asking. Okay. 
So, time of Rabbi Yehuda Hasam is the reason because of Rabbi Yehuda over there, the Shari that he allows Mishum de Shvura um, over Nami de Shvura because Uber Nami Shavar. The reason is because it's broken. So, Uber Nami Shavar who? So, Uber is also broken. That's side A. That's one way to look at it. Oh, Dilmar, maybe Shvura Lav Hainu Orche. The difference is that Shvura is not normal. It's in an atypical situation, so there's a built-in reminder that this is abnormal and nobody's worried over here. You understand the difference? There's no fear that you're going to come to allow something else by the broken-legged animal because it's an abnormal situation. And everyone will know, aha, it's a broken leg. That's why the sale was allowed. I'm not going to come to allow a healthy animal. But if I can sell an Uber, which is a perfectly healthy Uber, then I'll make, come to allow selling a healthy animal. So it's maybe more problematic to sell the Uber. But that's good. Because it's in its natural well. state. What? It's done right well. I, that's the reason. That's the side A. The side B is it's normal. So maybe there's a Xera that if I allow the Uber, I'll, you know, you give a little, they're going to take it a step further. That's the concern. It's not, it's right, but I'm saying maybe it's an extension of that Xera. That's the question. It's not considered broken, and therefore it's prohibited. So this is our suffix. What would Rabbi Yudas say about an Uber? Okay, now, the reason why, we're, why we want to know that is because we think our Mishnah has something to say on this. Again, it's completely off topic from Bechor, but it's our Mishnah is shedding light, perhaps, on that, because if we look at the Mishnah. If you sell to him, that's the case, what did you sell? The Uber. Even though you're not allowed to sell an Uber. So you see there's a prohibition to sell an Uber to the Gentile. Okay? Now, the Lopolog Note, Rabbi Yudah doesn't argue on that. He says... You cannot sell an Uber. He agrees to it. If he argues, he would have said something, right? So review the silence is acquiescence. That means he also agrees that you're not allowed to sell an Uber to a Gentile. So you see it's a problem, and even Rabbi Yudu would agree. So the Gemara says, that's a proof. It doesn't say that uh, you're not allowed to. You think there's no dispute? <laughs> this clearly disputes on there, but not every dispute is mentioned, okay? Just because one opinion is that this is not allowed and that is allowed or whatever, there is opposing opinions because partnering up with the Gentile is, according to some people, prohibited. right? So there are Tanoim that we know for a fact that argue on this, okay? So um, <clears throat> it says that, uh, that uh, here... Right? Think about it. Now, what we're asking now is that in the Seifa, it says that when you partner sh- a partnership with the Gentile, it frees you from uh, the obligation of firstborn. Does Reb Yudah agree to that? The answer is no, he doesn't agree to that. Did it mention that Reb Yudah doesn't agree to that? No, it doesn't mention that. So just because Reb Yudah agrees or doesn't agree, it's not necessarily indicated in this Mishnah, so it doesn't prove anything. He could be, he argues, and it doesn't list his argument. It doesn't, we don't always put down the opposing opinion. Okay, so we try that. So that's try one. Number try number two. Tashma Rebuda Omer Hamakabel Beimim and Ovekhaven. If you not the case that we mentioned, you are receiving an animal that belongs to the Gentile, and I am raising the animal with a with the intent that I'm going to get a share in the offspring of that animal. Okay, and then Bielda now gives birth. 
to the offspring. I got a value, I got to figure out the value of my share. I mean, the share of the, the, the value of the, of the firstborn. And I have to take half of its value and give it to the coin. Because after all, it's a bechor, the value has to go to the coin. And whatever I give to the Gentile, which even though it's not allowed to be done, there's a penalty that uh, since he didn't listen to the rabbis and he gave an animal to the, you know, to, to the Gentile to raise, which is clear, which we're saying is definitely forbidden, he gets pen, penalized that uh, up, until, uh, 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 up until 10 times its value. You, you know, in other words, it's not allowed. You got to give its full value to the Kohen. Okay, so the bottom line is, my, uh, my love, a Uber. Aren't we talking about the Uber? And um, that's the problem, that even the Uber is not allowed. And we have here a, a, a somewhat of a proof that even in Uber there's a concern. So the says, lo, Abahema, we're talking about the animal itself. Meaning the problem is giving him the animal. That's what the concern is. So the Gemara says, why would that be talking about the animal itself? The animal's not a problem. Adamov, Ketani, we're talking about the value, its value. Clearly, we're talking about the fetus's value. But So the Gemara says, you know, the value of the mother, the female. Damov is male. Dameha is female. So are we talking about the, if it would be talking about the animal itself, which is a female, it would have said Dameha. The fact that it said Damav in the case we're talking about the offspring, the Uber, that's the firstborn. So the Gemara says, I have a no sin called Damav la Kohen. It goes to the Kohen, Ktani. If it's just talking about the animal itself, Kohen, my vidite, why would you give it to the Kohen? Clearly, we're talking about a firstborn situation, and that's the issue. So, answers, you're right, but what we're talking about over here is, I gave him a ready pregnated animal, a pregnant animal, liftuma, with, uh, to fatten up the animal, to get it to be fatter, right, to feed up. And the reason is, once we have a kanas on the animal, we also give a kanas on the uber, and we also say that you got to redeem the uber. But that's all because of the mother animal as well is 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 part is really where the problem is, and that's the problem. Okay. When you buy the animal, how do you know it didn't have a? No, that's always a question. Yeah. We'll get to that. That's coming up. We'll have to figure out. You're right. Mm-hmm. Maybe it had an offspring before, mm-hmm. but there are ways that they know these things. Okay. Animal husbandry. Okay. Is it also a suffer whether it be a a male or a female? Yes, it is always, but it's, you're right. It's only sanctified if it's a, if it's only sanctified if it turns out to be a male. And then we have to figure out what we're doing. So the cave, then it's a whole different. All bets are off, right? Then there is no problem. There, I mean, that problem. There's none of that problem. There's no bechor problem. There's other problems. Okay, the problem of giving the animal, of selling the animal, uh, the animal to a gentile. That problem is what we're trying to figure out. Okay. So, Amar um, Avashi Tashma, coming your proof. The reason why he allows by a broken leg is because it can't heal. Okay, it's cannot, not cannot heal. Cannot heal. It's those days, whatever it was, the the, the broke. Uh, it's not going to be able to get better to to be able to work. So you, there's no concern of working with that animal. That's the idea. How you Doesn't that indicate that if it could heal, 
Asr, he would have prohibited it. If it's a temporary wound or something like that, that right now can't work, but with proper you know, rest, it'll be able to carry a load eventually. So then he would prohibit it. But Uber Nami, Ki And Uber is also like it can get better. So wouldn't that make sense that Rabbi Yehuda should prohibit an Uber? Because right now it's not working, but if it gets better, meaning bigger, it will be able to work. So you would make a Xera there. You understand? That's the implication. Wish you would. You, you assume it's going to get better. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to get bigger, and then it'll be able to do work. Yeah. Yeah. So he would have made... The point is, let's say it's like it's going to be out of commission, whatever, he had uh, you know, a strain, whatever, so he's, you know, he can't play basketball for the next couple of weeks, and then uh, it'll be better, and then be able... You know. So what is the halacha? The halacha is, is that that's forbidden to sell even such an animal, according to Rabbi Yudha. So an Uber is just that just maybe for a little bit of a longer time, perhaps, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. He's not putting a time frame. He's just saying, if it's something that can heal, then it's part of the Xera. If it's not something that can heal, then it's not part of the Xera. That's all. So this is a Raya, Shmamina. That's version. So that bottom line is we have an answer to our question. The answer is, Rabbi Yudha would have a problem selling an Uber. It's not the same as the Shvura. That's the answer. Now, Others have the whole discussion relating to the Mishnah. It starts off with the Mishnah. So what is the... It, but it's really a rep, repetition of the same thing. What is it? It says in the Mishnah, If you sell a fetus to a Gentile, even though you are not allowed, that seems to be saying that our Mishnah is not following Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Rabbi Yehuda allows... To sell the shvura and shouldn't the uber be the same as the shvura? So the Gemara says, maybe you're wrong. could be it's going like rebuda. Shvura lav Shvura is different because that's not the norm. It's broken. It's self-evident that there's something different about this animal as opposed to an uber, which is in its regular situation for an uber, and therefore maybe he would be. He would say it's prohibited. And who uber orche? So rebuda possibly is going like the Mishnah. And possibly not. And that's now we're asking a proof. If you accept an animal from a, from a Gentile to raise it, and then it gives birth, you evaluate that firstborn. And you give half its value to the Kohen. And when you give him to a Gentile, that the Gentile is raising the animal for the offspring, even though you're not allowed to do that, so you see, you're not allowed to do that. So you give a kanas, up to 10 times its value. And he gives a full value of the firstborn to the coin because you transgressed the rabbinic decree. Okay? You see how, right. So you see how strict it is. Anyway, my love, Uber, aren't we talking about the fetus? So Gemara says, no, maybe the problem is in the animal itself, doesn't prove. I have a dumb of ktani, talk clearly male. Ketani Damel, switch it to Damel. I have a nosin kol dam of la Kohen. Ketani, it says give it to the Kohen. Vi beema Kohen ma'avite. There's no reason to give the value of the animal to the Kohen because the animal is not what is the firstborn. Why are you giving it to the Kohen? Okay, the Kohen has nothing to do with the problem of giving over the animal. So the Gemara says, You gave a pregnant animal to fatten up. 
um, for the fetus and for the animal itself, which is problematic. Once we give a kanas for the animal, so then there's a kanas also for the uber. But, not, uh, but in, on an uber alone, maybe he wouldn't kanas. So then comes the Ravashi's proof. Which proves how Yicholas Rappos, if it would be healable, also would be prohibitive. Ainami, Uber is no different than that. So that's the bottom line, and that's the answer to the question. Does Rebuda prohibit selling an Uber to a Gentile? The answer is absolutely. That's the bottom line. Okay. Brings us to the next question. The question is, you sell an animal to for its offspring. My, what is the halacha? It's a question you can ask in the Rebuda, you can ask in the rabbis. So, what's the question over here? Um, you sell an animal for which has no offspring in it. It's not even pregnant yet. But I'm not even selling you the animal. But the future offspring, that it, the progeny that it will produce, is for you. Okay, now the question is, is that allowed or not? Is there a concern here or not? Now, this question you can ask in both opinions, both Rabbi Yud and the Rabbanon, this is a fair question. You have to explain why. Maybe Rebuda only allowed by Shvura. Because it's not similar to the animal and it's not going to be confused to the animal and therefore there's no concern. But if I'm selling a whole animal because he's getting the whole animal even though it's not even here in this world so it's, it's just a future. But uh, you might switch it for selling a regular animal. So also you would prove it. Or maybe Mashvor de Paskamine, the Koskin Shlema de Lo Paskamine. Or you can argue that uh, a broken animal, which is um, it's a final sale, um, but uh, is, is he even a, even a Shvor, which I'm giving him a full fledged sale, and and yet that's allowed. The Koskin Shlema de Lo Paskamine. Surely this Shlema case, where it's not even a full fledged sale, I'm not even giving him this animal is not even going to belong to him at all. It's only the offspring that come out from it that will belong to him. So maybe that's better, and that's why we have a suffix in Rebuda. Okay. You could also ask in the rabbi's opinion. The reason why the rabbi's prohibited when it's bro- when it's a, a broken animal, because it's a final sale. But a full this animal over here, where I'm not giving an animal, I'm just he's he's taking the animal, and any future offspring that come out will belong to him. So it's not a giving. I'm not giving him anything at this time. Sure, that would be allowed. Oh Dilma, or maybe Mashvur um, if for sure where there's less of a concern to to switch it to a regular sale, Asri is forbidden because here in this case it's more likely to switch. The point is it has an advantage this case or more a reason to be more strict because it's more likely to switch it with something else. It's less prohibited in a sense. It's less likely to be prohibited in a sense because it's not a, a not a full sale. You're not even giving him the animal at all. He's not acquiring any share of this animal that you're giving him. You understand? It's only for futures. futures. That's the difference. The time of the Rabbanon, so the Gemara says, 
Is that the reason of the rabbis anyway? In other words, did you really understand the rabbi's opinion? They told the rabbi, The problem is, is that, is that uh, the shvura, you can sell a shvura animal, a broken legged animal to the, to the, uh, uh, to the, to the, to the, to the Gentile, he will raise that animal because for to for, to have a child, okay. So in others have offspring. That's what he's trying to do, okay. And therefore, isn't that itself a concern? So I'm who the whole reason of the rabbis is because we're worried about the fetus, because that's why they don't allow this the sale of the shvura because of the offspring that will come eventually, right? If that's what they're concerned about, then they obviously they have a problem with it. So the Gemara says, no, no, you, got, you un- misunderstood what the rabbi's argument was over here. This is what they're telling Rabbi Yudah. Time, our reason is, because it's easily confused with the regular animal. But you, my time is sharis, why would you allow it? Because you can't heal? And therefore it's like you sold it for slaughtering? That's not a good reason. But he, he, it, it's not only for shechita; it could work. It could raise new offspring from it. He'll keep it around, and then if, therefore it's therefore it's it can easily be switched. No, don't worry about that because when it gives birth, meaning it's not possible. If it has a broken back leg, it's not going to be able to handle. The the, the 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 weight of the I mean they're heavy those animals okay so uh, and, and uh, able to impregnate it okay so that's the question Tashma Kamenir proof if you give it to him bikabala velokatani afapisha eno rishai and it doesn't say even though he's not allowed okay. Um, now, notice, it says, it didn't say that you're not allowed to do that. So doesn't that prove that you are allowed to give him the Kabbalah? Meaning he gets the animal with, uh, and he'll get a share in the offspring, and that's okay. Sounds like there's no problem with it. So that doesn't prove anything. He said, talked about if you partner up with the Gentile. He never said anything about it being allowed or not, but it is not allowed. You're not allowed to partner up with the Gentile. Why not? Because maybe Gentile here means an idolater, a Gentile, because he might be obliged to swear if you suspect him of something. And then he'll swear in the name of his idols. And you caused him to swear in the name of his idolatry. Okay? It's It's my problem. Because I said, swear to me, I don't believe you. So he says, I swear in the name of Yashka that this is the case. That's idolatry. It's a big problem. It's my problem. The idea of swearing is ours, not his. Wrong. It's my problem of lo If I am the cause for him to swear in the name of the idol, then it's my problem. Because it's lo, the pasuk says lo yishama al picha can't be heard through you even if it's not direct. Is that <clears> seven noidic laws? No, not that's not the point. It's my problem. 
I'm not talking about his Avera. It's talking about my Avera. I'm just asking, if, if he swears the name of his idol, is that... Obviously, idolatry is one of the seven Noachad laws. That's it. Swearing in the name of the idol. Is any, any of his raya, anything related to idolatry is prohibited. But that's not the question. We're not the cause. We're worried about you. Because you're the cause for his swearing. Exactly. If you wouldn't suspect him ever, then he would not have to swear. And if you're partnering, you're going to suspect him. So that's why it's a problem. The point is, is that it, didn't, it doesn't always mention in the Mishnah everything that's not allowed, because that's clearly an issue to Barnab with, with that Gentile, and we didn't mention it. So it could be that having the, sense, the same arrangement where he's going to take care of the animal and raise it for the offspring, that also could be problematic, even though it didn't say so. Yeah. What exactly is the Avera for the Jew, causing the Gentile to swear, or the adulterer to swear? What's what's the avera for the Jew? Lo yishama al picha is the word. It's not the, the, the it's, no. You cannot you cannot mention. It cannot be heard through you, through your mouth. It's not through your mouth. It is indirectly because you said I don't trust you. Swear to me. I get to say swear to me. Well, you told him to swear, obviously, and he says I swear in the name of my idols. No, there you go. That's your. It's on you. If you say, I don't, I don't believe you, and that's it. And he says, well, I, well, I'll swear to you in the name of my eyes. It's the same thing. You caused thing. it. You caused it. It's not, not the stumbling block idea. No, it's because you. It's the, my, I'm, I, I'm the cause for that. That's, it's my problem to be the cause. Not because it's his Avera. It's my Avera. That's what it's saying. There's a love in the Torah of Lo Yisham Picha, which is on you, that you can't be the, ba- the cause for the name of the idols to be mentioned. In a courtroom? In an idolatrous way. You know what I'm saying? In a, in a, in a de- deity way. Where is that? You know where that is? is that a- this Pasuk? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's in Shmos Chav Gimel. It quotes it right here. Okay. And, okay. And directed, directed at the, the adult, not, not a fellow Jew. Even uh, it's anywhere, it's any situation any, any like that. Situation. If you have a Jew happens to be an idolater, it's the same problem. Same problem. Right. Okay. Ella tana mechira tana mechira. It mentioned by sale that that's in a rishai. Vuadin l'shutves and partnership is also in a rishai. Achanami tana mechira vuadin l'kablanos. Could be everything that's not rishai. Once we mention, and by the way, that's a no no. We, we're not going to get into the detail that, oh, that one's also a no-no, this one's also a no-no, that one also you can't do. It's, you understand that what we're talking about is not, we're not saying these things are allowed. We're just talking about what happens in that scenario. It's two different discussions. And that's why we said, don't get the wrong impression that what I'm talking about are permitted activities. It may be forbidden, but what we're talking about is this issue does the sanctity of the firstborn apply or not? That's the, really our question. And that's why we're bringing it up. But it could be more examples are, of these cases are actually forbidden. And that's the point. Okay. Why talk about Mechirit? Because that's the main case. Sales is the real problem. The whole Isser of all these things is because you're selling an animal to the Gentile. Now, how far does that extend? Maybe it extends to the fetus. Maybe we don't extend it. That's really the, not the, that's a side one or an extension of the prohibition. Okay. Even if it is a temporary sale? Huh? Even if it is a temporary it's, sale? What's a temporary sale? Why is it a temporary sale? I mean... What if you come up a new case where there's a temporary sale, you're asking? No, no, no. We are selling the animal as we are seeing, and we are seeing all the cases. 
What happens if you want to sell? You're saying a new case. You're asking, what about a new case? I didn't sell it. I'm selling it temporarily. What do you? What am I doing? Like chametz. I mean, something like chametz is not a temporary sale. It's a permanent sale <coughs> that you I just, buy back afterwards. You understand? Yes, it's a big yes. difference. It's not a temporary sale. Temporary sale is very different. You mean a rental? Rental. Rental. That's a, that is a problem too. That's a again. It's a really. This is. You have to realize this is halacha navodazar. It's not. It's it, it's the same situation, same issues of having. It's a bigger problem. My animal that remains mine is working on Shabbos for the Gentile. That's a bigger problem when it's when I'm retained. It's worse when it's a uh, when it's a rental because now it's my animal working on Shabbos that still belongs to me. Yeah, you understand? It's, more than it's even worse than a sale. A sale. The Kiddush is even a sale is not allowed because. Till the sale's finalized, I want him to do work. Okay? And that's called working for me. Okay. Anyway, it could be we just mentioned Mechira, but it's true for all the other cases. Now, Maishna Mechira, Tanaka Mechiri. Now, Tashma, we're up to one last proof. Um, what's the last proof? Tashma, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Mechabal Behima, Mino Bechavim. I accept the animal from, from the Gentile, meaning it's his animal, he gives it to me, and I'm raising the animal. And we'll share in the profits. We all now gave birth. Now there's a baby, uh, offspring, right? Malin also b'shavio. I have to value. I have to figure out the value of that offspring, which I'm sharing with my gentle partner. Vinosin chati damlo coin, and half of the half of that value I have to give to the coin because it's a bechor. But this is Reb obviously, because Reb says even a partner is chayv. Vinosin mekabala, and when I give to the gentle mekabala. Meaning he's taking the animal and he'll get a share in the offspring, but he's raising it. Even though that's not allowed, so he's, he's, he's penalized. The person who gave the animal is penalized. Up to 10 times its value. And I have to give the full animal to the Kohen, uh, the value of the Bechor. If you're giving 50% of the Kohen, the, the, your partner is going to get 25% of it. No, 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 no. I have, to, I have to pay off my partner, take the full animal, and what if he says, no, I'm not willing to give up that. Um, I'm upping the price. You want to buy that full animal? You want to get it? It's going to cost you 10 times what it would have cost otherwise. No problem. Too bad on you. Too bad on you. You've got to buy that animal, make sure it gets to the coin. Okay? There is no firstborns when there's a... Gentile involved either way. Now, my lava behema, aren't we talking about the behema itself? And we said that uh, the kanas is uh, for, to redeem is for the animal itself. So when you sell an animal for its offspring, so which is the, the, there would be a, a, a penalty. So Gemara says, Loa Uber, it's actually only focused on the, on the focus is for the fetus, not for the, not for the parent. And they can have it. We're clearly talking about the Uber here because you're making you redeem the Uber even to 10 times its value. So that seems to be a good proof that we're only talking about the Uber. The bottom line is we do not have a proof on this uh, question. We've knocked off the proof. Anyway, we'll continue with this tomorrow. Okay.